0: So, Heavenly Father, we ask that you will cause your word to come alive in our hearts. That tonight, as we wind down on 2019 and move into this exciting new decade, this new year, that we will embrace that word that you have sent to us. We will believe it. We will live it and we will see a manifestation of it, Heavenly Father. We give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, and together we say, Amen. Go on, everybody. Amen. 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 The scriptures we read, of course, uh, scriptures that tell about the birth of our Lord and Savior, jesus christ the 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 start of the process that led to his birth a message from heaven to a young lady a virgin that something amazing was going to happen to her she was going to become pregnant without having a relationship with a man she was going to give birth to a child and the child was a special child it was actually the son of god that she was carrying our lord and savior jesus christ and whilst it's about Mary and her encounter with the angel and her receiving this message from God, in a very interesting way, it's actually some sort of allegory for life. Um, what Mary went through, by God's grace, will mirror what we all will go through, especially in, the, in this next year and this next decade that we find ourselves in. The Bible starts those scriptures we read by telling us it happened during the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy. There's a timing to everything that heaven does. The sixth month wasn't anything special. It could have been the fourth month. It could have been the seventh month. It could have been the twelfth month. But it was the sixth month that was chosen by heaven. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes, the third chapter and the first verse, to everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. It wasn't Mary that determined the time or the timing. It was God that determined the the timing. The time for every purpose under heaven is determined by God. And I have a sense in my heart and in my spirit as we prayed into this service that God is saying to someone here that it is not just your season, it is your time. The psalmist says in Psalms 102 verse 13, You, God, you will arise and have mercy on Zion for the time to favor her. Yes, the set time has come. Tonight, I want to say to someone that the set time to favor you has come. I believe with every fiber of my being, as God gave us this word, that nothing shall be impossible, that for someone here, That is going to be your song and your testimony next year. That you will experience the sovereignty of God, the divine mercy of God. That you will know what it means when the Bible says the lions have fallen for you in pleasant places. I came to tell someone tonight that it is your set time to be favored by God. Can someone say amen to that? The second thing that strikes you in this story is the recipient of God's grace and God's mercy, Mary. On the face of it, there wasn't anything especially significant about Mary. Of course, there's a lot that isn't said about her commitment to God, her prayer life, uh, her living a, a holy life. But then there were many other virgins... In Israel. But somehow, the God who chooses to have mercy on whom he chooses to have mercy had chosen her. In the same way that there will be someone under the sound of my voice who doesn't feel particularly special. Maybe life circumstances have buffeted you and battered you. You're sitting here, you're bruised, you're tired, you're weary. Maybe it doesn't seem like the lines have fallen for you in pleasant places. Maybe something you have waited on God for still hasn't come to pass. Maybe the family you come from, maybe life circumstances, maybe accidents have, have, that are taking place, mistakes that you have made. But there's someone here who doesn't feel particularly special. I came to tell you that it's not your feelings that God works by. It is his plan and his purpose that he works by. And for, for him, he had chosen Mary as the person who was going to bring our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, into this earth. The Bible says in Deuteronomy, the 32nd chapter and the 9th and 10th verse for the Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is the place of his inheritance. He found him in a desert and in the wasteland, a howling wilderness. He encircled him. He instructed him. He kept him as the apple of his eye. In the desert, he was still the apple of God's eyes. Your circumstances doesn't determine what God thinks about you. I came to tell someone tonight that irrespective of what you've been through, irrespective of the challenges you've faced, the trials you've faced, the circumstances that have sought to name you, I came to tell you that you are the apple of God's eye. The prophet Isaiah puts it like this in Isaiah the 49th chapter and the 15th verse. As he drives home this point, of how special every single one of us is in God's, in God's eyes. Your natural father might not have treated you in a special way. Circumstances might not have treated you and made you feel any special. But I want you to know that you are special to God. Can a woman, the prophet says, forget her nursing child and not have compassion on the son of her womb? Surely they may forget But God says, Yet I will not forget you. I want everyone here to know that, of a truth, you are special to God. That scripture goes on to talk about how you are inscribed on the palm of his hands. You might not feel special, but the truth of the word of God is that you are special to God. You see, we're not orphans, we have a father. That father cares about us. That father loves us. That father loved us so much that he sent his only son to die in our stead so that we don't have to continue to be bound and oppressed. We don't have to live a life in eternity separated from him because of the love, the unfailing love that that father has for us. You know, part of the challenge that we face in 21st century London or 21st century in the world is that the examples we've had of fathers have failed in a lot of cases. And even when they haven't, there are no comparison to the love of our Heavenly Father. And if there's someone sitting here, you've had a bad relationship with a father or a father figure, I want you to know That you have a father in heaven who loves you and loves you especially. Someone sitting here who lost their father at an early age. Someone sitting here whose father has been absent. Just hasn't been there. I want you to know that you have a father in heaven who loves you with an unfailing love. Just listen as Ariola ministers this to you in song. The angel came from God with a message to this young virgin. The angel reassured her saying, do not yield to your fear, Mary, for the Lord has found delight in you and has chosen to surprise you with a wonderful gift. You will become pregnant with a baby boy and you are to name him Jesus. That was Mary's particular message. But I assure you that every one of us has not just one message, messages from God. Some of us know certain things that God has told us. Certain things that we have received from God. Some of these things we've held on to for years. And even if we didn't know for certain I can assure you that in the word of God, there is a message for you. There is a promise that God has for you. The Bible is a book of promises. God's promises to those he loves and those who love him. More than 3,000 of them at one count. Promises that God has made to you. And tonight, if there's anyone under the sound of my voice, circumstances have conspired to cause a promise, a dream that God put in your heart to die. Tonight, may it start to come back to life in the name of Jesus Christ. As you enter, as you go into 2020, as you study the Bible, this book of promises, may the promises that God has in them for you May they manifest in your life in the name of Jesus Christ. The promise was a very challenging one, the message that came to this young lady. In the same way that there will be someone under the sound of my voice, God has spoken to you. He has made a promise to you, but somehow in your mind, you can't figure out how it will come to pass. You've looked at the circumstances, what you have, where you are, where you find yourself, and somehow you're wondering to yourself how can this happen? For those of us who are passionate about this nation, for those of us who are passionate about the nations we come from, we are desperate for a revival in the nations. But yet we ask ourselves, how can this happen? There is someone here who has a doctor's report that says it is over. But yet you have a promise in the word of God that by his stripes you were healed. That person will probably be asking, how can this happen? There might be someone who desires to have a life partner. You want to enjoy the blessing of a marriage. But then you're getting on in years, it would seem. It seems like the chances are shrinking. You're listening to this message and you're asking yourself, how can this happen? Someone believing God for a child. But then the doctors have said there are no tubes. or Your husband has a low sperm count or one of the many challenges that could exist. And I'm saying to you that by this time and next year, by God's grace, you will be carrying your own child. But you're saying to yourself, how can this happen? And I can go on and on and on. Someone is trapped by circumstances. Trapped by where you were born. Trapped by the family you were born into. Trapped by the mistakes that you have made. And at a time when people's hopes are rising... You're struggling with hope for 2020 because in your mind you are saying, how can this happen? Mary said to the angel, but how could this happen? I am still a virgin. How does a virgin carry a child without having having had a relationship with a man? That is not the way it happens naturally. And so many of us are focused on the natural And as a result, we can't see or receive the supernatural. But I bring encouragement to you from the word of God. The Bible says in Hebrews, the 10th chapter and the 23rd verse, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. Can someone say amen to that? The Bible says in Numbers, the 23rd chapter and the 19th verse, God is not a man, so he does not lie. He is not human, so he does not change his mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? I came to tell someone that what God said to you by his grace will come to pass. And it will be sooner than later. And I believe that 2020 is the set time for you. But how is it going to happen, the young lady asked. How does a virgin carry a child without having a relationship with a man? Gabriel answered, the spirit of holiness will fall upon you. And almighty God will spread his shadow of power over you in a cloud of glory. This is why the child born to you will be holy and he will be called the son of God. Luke 1 verse 35. How is it going to happen? How are you going to be healed? How are you going to be delivered? How is it going to be reversed? How is it going to be corrected? How is the door going to open? How are the circumstances going to change? How is the dream going to come back to life? How is the vision going to be birthed? How is the relationship going to be mended? I can't tell you in a natural sense. But I can tell you that once God has purposed that it will be, it will be. The psalmist says in Psalms 62 verse 11, God has spoken once, twice have I heard this, that power belongs to God. The God we serve is the all-powerful, all-knowing, all-seeing God. He is omnipotent. All power does belong to Him. He sits in heaven and does exactly as he pleases. He turns the hearts of kings like a a river. He sits in heaven and declares a thing, it comes to pass. He opens a door, no one can close it. He closes a door, no one can open it. All power does belong to him. The prophet Isaiah puts it this way in Isaiah the 43rd chapter and the 19th verse. God says, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. How do rivers appear in the desert? Only God can do it. How does a road miraculously appear in the wilderness? Only God can do it. That's why this our God is simply indescribable. His grace towards you and I is indescribable. His love for you and I is indescribable. His power is simply indescribable. Be blessed as Ariola ministers this to you in song. So in the name of that amazing, awesome, majestic God, in the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, I speak into every life that is under the sound of my voice. I declare that the darkness gives way to light. I declare that in the name of Jesus, the burdens are lifted off your shoulders. I declare that the doors that should open for you must open in the name of Jesus. The doors that should be closed must close in the name of Jesus. I speak to everybody that is in need of a healing touch of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, our healer. And I declare that by his stripes you are healed in the name of Jesus. I speak to every negative circumstance and I command it in the name of Jesus, this all-powerful God that we serve, that it must turn around and it must change. Father, we thank you and we bless you in Jesus' name. And together we say, Amen. amen. Number six, as we come to a close. What's more, the scriptures say in Luke 1, What's more, the angel said, Your aged aunt Elizabeth has also become pregnant with a son the barren one is now in her sixth month. It is the way of God that he gives us, of course, his word. He puts a vision in our hearts. But then he also gives us precedents, Things that we can look to that encourage us when we are going through our own challenges and our own trials. Testimonies we have heard. And the Bible is a collection of those testimonies. And I want to assure you that there is nothing anyone is going through that doesn't have a reference in the Bible that can encourage us. He brought by the angel a message to this young virgin. She struggled to believe the message. He encouraged her to do so. He told her how it would happen. And then... He also pointed her in the direction of a miracle, a similar miracle that had been done. I want you to know that there is no challenge we face that comes as a surprise to God. The Bible says he sees the end from the beginning. He's all-knowing and all-seeing. And so I want to say to someone... If you just lift up your head and look around, you will find a testimony, an example. If you look in the Bible, you will find a testimony that will encourage you. That the God who is not a respecter of persons, who did it for this person, can do it for you. Can someone say amen to that? And once all this was presented to the virgin, and this is the clincher, her response was simple. Let it be unto me as you have said. Simple phrase, but it explains a lot as to how God's power is manifest in a person's life. The biggest challenge to the display of God's power is the unbelief or doubt that we carry in our hearts. And tonight, may every spirit of doubt be banished from this place. May your faith rise to embrace what God has said. May hope take you to a new level to believe God and what God has said. If God has said it, then allow it to come to pass. Because God is not a man that he should like. Can someone say amen? Amen. And as we end, the Bible says in the 37th verse, Not one promise from God is empty of power. For nothing is impossible with God. One translation of the Bible puts it like this For the word of God will never fail. And so, if God has said something to you, God has spoken something to your heart, maybe you have sat in a service and the pastor or the preacher said something. And it leapt in your heart. It caused something to leap in your heart. Maybe you were studying your Bible. And it looked like the scripture leapt out of the pages and fastened itself onto you. You heard a word in your spirit and you knew it was for you. Or tonight you are hearing something that has been said. Maybe in the sermon. Maybe while we were worshipping God. Maybe while Synergy was doing the expression of worship and you're struggling to believe to believe that God can i came to tell you that god can and of course the question would be then if god can will god do it and i want you to know that as long as it is a promise from god you have an assurance that god can And God will. Can someone say amen to that? And so tonight we just want to encourage you as we go into 2020. It's the word that God gave us. And if you are here tonight, it is a word that God has for you. For with him, nothing is impossible. This isn't just any other God. This is the creator of the ends of the earth. This is the all-powerful God. This is the all-knowing God. This is the all-seeing God. This is truly the Alpha and Omega, the excellency of Israel. This is the rose of Sharon, he is called, the lily of the valley. This is the first and the last, not just any other God. This is the God who answers by fire. This is your King and my Lord, your Maker and my Redeemer. This is the lifter up of your head. This is the cornerstone, the rejected stone that has become the capstone. This is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is He that opens the door and no one can close it. He that closes the door and no one can open it. This is the God who rides the clouds like a chariot, thick darkness, His canopy. I came to tell you, That this God says he loves you. He says the lines have fallen for you in pleasant places. This is the God who is more than enough. The many-breasted God. This is the deliverer of Israel. This is the God who set the foundations of the earth. Told the proud waves to go thus far and no further. This is the God that is your father. You're not distant from him. He doesn't want you to be distant from him. The reason he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die was to bridge the gap so that we could have a personal relationship with him. The, writer, the, 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 the apostle Paul says, we call him Abba Father, Dear Father. And it reminds me of the story of the prodigal son, a story that most of us know. A young man, a bit headstrong, decided that he was better off managing his own affairs. In much the same way, That quite a number of us have acted like we are better off managing our lives without God. And so he asked his father for his inheritance. And the father gave it to him. And he went off and for a while lived a reckless life. Squandered all the inheritance. Spent it all. Enjoyed, in inverted commas, all the pleasures of life. But after a while, as tends to happen, he ran out of the money he had taken. And there might be someone here who can identify with that story. Where we've lived our own lives. We've lived a life where we've acknowledged that God exists. But we haven't lived for him. We've done things our own way. We've been a bit headstrong, maybe sometimes acting like we know it better than God. Somewhere at the back of our minds we know that there is God, He exists. And some of us might even have come from a, a Christian home, some religious background. But we've gone our own way. As happened to the prodigal son, he fell on hard times. It's always the way when you go go away from God, it will always come to an end. You will always reach a place where you will acknowledge that you need God. And tonight there might be someone here who is saying, you know what? I need to make my way back to Him. I need to really find my Father again. I hope that song Ariola sang ministered to you. He's never taken His eyes off you. He has just been waiting for you to come to yourself. For the story tells us that The prodigal son fell on hard times. Things became difficult, challenging. The economy in the country he went to collapsed. He was so desperate for money to feed himself that he ended up working on a farm. And not just on any farm, he ended up working in a pigsty. And as all he had was the food that the pigs ate, he thought to himself, In my father's house, even if I was the servant, I'm better off than this. It's time to turn around and go back to my father. Of course, because his concept of fatherhood was the concept that a lot of us have of fatherhood, he expected his father would penalize him, surely for his waywardness, for his rebellion, for the way he had lived his life. And he was ready to accept the penalties because at least he would be a servant in his father's house. And as he made the journey back, I can only imagine the thoughts in his mind as he thought about what awaited him. But whatever awaited him was better than what he was in or what he had been in. But as he approaches the father, it's not the reaction he expects. All this time, the father has been sitting there pining and waiting for this son to come back to him. I want to say to someone, I'm not talking about a religious God. I'm talking about a God who loves you with an unfailing love. He's been waiting and waiting and waiting. I pray in 2019, as you cross over into 2020, you'll come back to him. The father stood up when he saw him afar off. He couldn't contain himself. His heart almost burst with joy. His son was coming home. As the young man trudged along the path towards the house, he saw a figure running towards him. He realized it was his father. For every step he took, his father took a couple of steps. That's how quickly the father wanted to get to him. Eventually he falls into his father's embrace. No recriminations, no judgment. On the contrary, the father says to his servants that the fatted calf that had been prepared for this day should be killed and a party should be thrown because his son, who was lost, has come back to him. What hope do we have for 2020? Why do we speak with such an assurance about something that we don't know, something that is in the future? Our hope doesn't rest on anything else but our Father's love. And I pray that if there's anyone here Who hasn't said yes to the father's love tonight you will say yes to your father's love you'll open up your heart and receive him he's hastening towards you he's running towards you don't spurn him don't turn your back on him tonight receive him as your father i'm not inviting you to a church neither am i asking you to join a religion I'm just asking you to renew your relationship with your father and, your, and, and his son, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, has made a way for that to happen. Let's bow our heads for a moment of reflection. Father, we just want to thank you and bless you. Thank you for the privilege of being able to call you father. Our source and our sustenance. Tonight, as we come to the end of one year, we're about to embark on a journey into a new year and a new decade. We're grateful for your love, Heavenly Father. With all heads bowed, as each person just reflects on the love of the Father, if there's anyone here in the Marquis In all the other overflow rooms. You don't have a personal relationship with him. Then a lot of what I have said. Really is just another story. The covenant he has. Are with his children. It is to his children. That he steps into circumstances. And shows that nothing is impossible. And you become a child by accepting him as father. And to do that, you accept his son, the gift of salvation, as your Lord. If there's anyone here who wants to accept him as father, Jesus as savior, you want to start a relationship with him. That's basically what I'm saying. If you would slip your hand up with all heads bowed, I would love to pray with you as you embark on this journey. Anybody saying, please pray for me. I want to... Accept Him as Father. Go on, slip your hand up wherever you are. Anybody saying, please pray for me. Anybody in here? I see, hand, I see that hand. 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 Anybody else? I see those hands at the back. Slip it up. You're not slipping it up to a man. You're slipping it up to God. Go on, wherever you are. Slip it up. Slip it up. Slip it up. Slip it up. If you're in the overflow facilities, slip it up. Slip it up. Slip it up. Slip it up.
1: free God. Yes, I in my house, there's a no place for me.
0: There's a place for you in your father's If you haven't put your hand up and you want to, just slip it up wherever you are. Slip it up, just indicate to him that you want to come back
1: home.
0: The sun sets free. It's free. Now, if you have a card in your hand you you you've indicated that you want to come back into a relationship or start a relationship with him wherever you are in the overflow facilities i i would love to pray with you so i'm going to ask you to take one bold step and come towards me i shall come down to pray with you wherever you are don't be embarrassed by it i i just would love this opportunity to pray with you and lead you in a prayer into his family come from wherever you are you've got a card in your hand you put your hand up come from wherever you are church please make them feel at home as they come if you want someone to walk with you then ask the person to walk with you come, come come from the Maquis can the ushers bring them from the Maquis bring the new members of our family come from wherever you are come, 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 come we'll wait for you church church the 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 father threw a party you should be celebrating come from wherever you are come we'll wait for you come come he waited long enough we can wait a bit more come from wherever you are go on church come from wherever you are come 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 we'll wait for you church please keep celebrating just to encourage them to come from wherever you are come We'll wait for you. You're you're not coming to a man. You're coming into the embrace of God. Come from wherever you are. God will wait. God will wait. Come from wherever you are. If you're in the overflow facilities, if you're in the marquee, then come from wherever you are. Come from wherever you are. We'll wait for you. Come. Come. Go on church. More people coming from the overflow facilities. Come. Come. We'll wait for you. Come. you're not coming to a man you're coming to God come 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 from wherever you are go on church the Bible says that when this happens there's a party going on in heaven go on we'll wait for you come come from wherever you are come we'll wait for you Come, father we thank you we bless you come 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 from wherever you are come father we bless you come Come, we'll wait for you. We'll wait for you. Keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. We'll wait for you. Keep coming, Father, we thank you. Keep coming, we'll wait for you. Keep coming. It's free Come, come, yes, I am. Come in my power. You know the, the the real the story of the prodigal son was really that this was a son who was in the house but left the house, and so there might be one or two people you you've given your life to Christ before you've answered this altar call, but you know that you haven't lived like you should have. This is a wonderful opportunity to set things straight for 2020 and as Ariola sings that song if you're that person you're coming back to god i would like you to come out and join us as well from wherever you are come come out and join us you're coming back to him you you haven't lived like you should you know that no one needs to tell you and you want to make a recommitment to him come come from wherever you are come Come, come, we'll wait for you, we'll wait for you. It's that important. Come from wherever you are. Go on, you're that person, come. You want to make a recommitment. Go on, church, encourage, encourage them. You want to make a recommitment. Come, come, come from wherever you are. Come, come, we'll wait for you, we'll wait for you. It's that important. Come from wherever you are. You want to come back home, make a recommitment. It's free, it's free indeed. I'm a child of God, yes I am. Yes, I am. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Those of you up front, congratulations. Seriously, this is the best part of this evening. Because you're joining God's family. You're becoming, by your confession, a child of God. Will you say this simple prayer after me? Go on. Let's say this together. Say, Heavenly Father. I want to thank you. For the gift of your son. I receive that gift into my life tonight. I know I haven't lived a life that has pleased you. But tonight, I make a commitment by your grace and by your help to live a life that is pleasing to you. Thank you for welcoming me into your family. Tonight I confess that I am your child and you are my father. Tonight I have been born again into your family and I thank you for it. From today I promise to live a life that is pleasing to you. I commit my life into your hands as I thank you for your son Jesus. In Jesus' name. And together we say, Amen. Amen.